This episode of the Real Health Podcast is brought to you by my brand new ebook, Summer Smoothies, Salads, and Snacks. 17 gluten and dairy free recipes, nutritious foods, amazing flavors, and all with a summery feel. Purchase your copy today through the link in the show notes. Let's get into the episode. You want to get your period to be as healthy as possible. It tells you that something is out of balance if it's not a regular cycle. <laughs> And welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May, and today is an interview episode with Ruby. Ruby is an endometriosis and fertility coach on a mission to help women understand their body and symptoms and to feel empowered. In this episode, Ruby touches on infertility and ways to improve your chances of conception, endometriosis, what it is, and tips to improve the pain and symptoms, and what we can learn from our monthly report card, also known as our period. I so loved chatting to Ruby, and there's so much value in this episode. So without further ado, here is my interview with Ruby. Ruby, welcome to The Real Health Podcast. So pumped to talk to you today. I'm very, very excited to be here. Thank you so much, Evan. Had a bit of technical difficulties, but we got there in the end. So... With all of my interviews, the first question I always ask is, what does real health mean to you? Well, real health means to me, first, the ability to become your own healer, to understand what it is your body is telling you, and to adjust and to respond accordingly, basically thriving in any way possible. Mm, I love that. I love thriving, not just surviving. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so the first segment I have is the real recap. So how has your last seven days been? Quite busy, actually, um, with all this, like all this going on in the world. We're still adjusting. And also, on, on a personal note, I'm also flying out to Israel to meet my family after six years of not seeing them. So a lot of things are going on and have happened during the last seven days. Yeah. Wow, a busy, busy seven days. And I'm so excited to talk about endometriosis with you, or rather you tell us all about it. The next question I like to ask everyone is, how would you best describe the stage of life that you're in right now? We all go through different seasons, whether that's a season of breast or hustle. How did you describe your stage right now? I'm going to say on the hustle side, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. Love a bit of hustle. Okay, Ruby, could you just introduce yourself a little bit and talk about yourself and your work? Absolutely, yes. So my name is Ruby, as you say. I'm not sure actually about my definition. I call myself a fertility and endometriosis biohacker, but I can also call myself an, a coach. I'm The title is indifferent to me. It's not that important to me. I just, I help women help their bodies. This is what I do because I have come to an understanding about how the body actually works and how to best support it and allow it to heal, no matter actually what condition or struggle do you suffer from. But I focus on endometriosis and fertility because this is, those were my struggles. So I've 
come to really, really understand why things are happening and how to eliminate them as best as possible, how to heal your body. So this is what my main fo focus is to me and for the women I help with, how to help. I help you help your body. This is what I do. I love that. Okay, well, let's dive straight into endometriosis. A lot of people know what it is. A lot of people still don't know what it is. So what is endometriosis? And what would you say your top tips are to improve the pain and symptoms? Oh, okay. I got, I got a lot. Endometriosis, how the medicine um, calls it or describes it, is when a lining that is similar to the lining of the uterus start to develop and grow in area mostly around the pelvic area but not limited to that area basically you can have endometriosis in all areas of your body in uh, except of your spleen uh, it's considered a chronic illness because it's uh, basically it's kind of like an inflammation a scar tissue it's a foreign it's something that's not supposed to be in the body that spreads and causes a lot, a lot, a lot of issues within the body because of um, the, the chronic inflammation and the scar tissues and the adhesions. Um, the symptoms are quite terrible, to be honest. The best ways I can recommend women to help themselves with this condition, it's because it's a chronic illness, because it's a chronic inflammation, and because of the scar tissue, we want to eliminate that. And actually, a lot of women um, don't know that, but they can eliminate scar tissue. Maybe not a hundred percent. It really is depend on um, depending on the severity and how progressed it is and how long the the women suffer from endometriosis. But most women can eliminate the scar tissue and the inflammation. And when you do that, your symptoms actually are going away because you're treating the cause. I suggest first to start with alkaline diet. It means uh, eating foods that are, I'm going to say basic. I'm not sure because of the language that I use. Um, there's alkaline and they're acidic food. Are you familiar with that, by the way, Ebony? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I strongly suggest eating alkaline foods because what, what, what happens is when you have an inflammation, when you have a certain illness or condition in the body, it means we have a lot of acidity in the body. And what it does, the alkaline foods, it combines itself with the acid, the acid in the body, and it helps it leave the body, leave the body without damaging the inside of the body. You understand? So it starts to take it out once you eat alkaline food it takes out the negative with it so it helps lower the acidity in the body it helps lower the inflammation so this is number one uh, that i would recommend and the second is i'm gonna say avoid as much as possible not completely because i don't like to be very strict but lower your intake of animal proteins animal products processed food um for me, it goes without saying, but if anyone needs this reminder, processed food, sugars, and all that. But that's that's my top three, I would say. Okay, nice. I, I always like asking people their top three because I think 
not always is everything going to be applicable or approachable for everyone, but I think if you give a top three, then someone can start working on at least one of them. Yes. It's something that anyone can start doing right now. Just get your increase your fruits and vegetables just eat a lot of fresh food and just lower things that are hard and heavy on your system so another thing that you talk about a lot is infertility so can you talk a little bit about some ways that we could improve our chances of conception yes basically the same the same very similar to what i said about endometriosis because how i view things is is very simple. The body, we were born healthy. We were born to procreate with the ability to procreate. But somehow, somewhere along the way, something interrupted us. Something caused us to to get out of the way and start with the imbalances of the hormones. And it a lot of this has to do with uh, food engineering, with the medication, with the pharmacy industry. A lot of things has um, throw us off balance, okay, throw our maximum health. That includes also fertility. So the way I see it, when I help a woman help her body is about restoring the body to its natural, healthy, fertile state. So we, so a woman is going to be able to get pregnant whenever she wants, not only for this cycle that she's about to do. You understand? I don't like to treat the symptom. I like to treat the root cause. Why? What happened? What brought you to this moment, to this um, illness, struggle, condition, whatever it is? And now how are we gonna how are we gonna restore it back? How are we going to correct it? So in the future, she won't need me, she won't need a doctor, she won't need anyone because she understands her own body and she understands how to correct her. A lot of women, whether they're diagnosed with unexplained infertility, which I don't really believe in unexplained because there is always always a reason, always. Even if it's just a mental block, there's always a reason. And whether it's PCOS, right now it's PCOS Awareness Month, uh, whether it's egg quality, when you treat your body, when you when you give your body whatever it needs, when you increase your intake of um, minerals and nutrients, when you lower the energy that you're taking from the body, the body basically have the ability to heal itself. It wants to heal itself and to correct itself and to restore it back to its natural healthy state. That is all we need to do. We just need to allow it to happen. And then uh, your fertility will increase, pregnancy will occur, your endometriosis will get better, your symptoms will eliminate, like all the things will just happen. It's quite remarkable to see, to, to, to witness the body does it. Yeah, I think, I think as well with fertility, really what the aim to be would be to get that person to their optimal health whether they want to conceive right now or whether they want to conceive five years down the track, it's all about, I guess, promoting optimal health because ideally if you're not in optimal health, then you're you're not ready, your body isn't ready to conceive. So I guess I like that you say it like that because it's not just about getting a woman to be pregnant for that cycle, but it's about getting her to her optimal health. I really like that you focus more holistically on that. Yes, absolutely. Because also with the statistics of infertility of every condition out there getting just so high and high, it's 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 it drives me crazy, really, to think about it. And a lot of women also, when they, um, a lot of women turn to IVF because um, the doctors 
make them feel like it's their only option. So many couples are being pushed to IVF when there's no necessary for them to go to IVF. And most of IVF cycles don't succeed on the first try. So many women need the second, the second cycle to do that. And it's so hard for the woman physically and mentally and for the couple. They don't consider why, why it's happening. Why, what are you eating? How's your stress levels? Like all the things. And if you just focus on the person, the individual, take in, into consideration all the things that makes her, her, then you can find the reason. You can find why. And you can, you can uh, just tweak it a little bit for some cases. Just a minor fine tuning and everything will be fine. For some, for some, it will need, some will need a further, a more in-depth approach. And it's okay, but at least we're correcting something that was out of balance for so, so long. Incorrect for so long. After the break, Ruby talks common client misconceptions and what our period can teach us. But first, a quick word from today's sponsor. My brand new recipe ebook, Summer Smoothies, Salads and Snacks, is available now for just $9.99. It includes 17 gluten and dairy free recipes, health and cooking hacks and tips, a printable meal planner and shopping list, and also some designed wallpaper quotes. My favourite recipe would have to be the tuna salad. It's creamy, full of veggies, and so delicious. I made this ebook for all of the food lovers, the summer lovers, the celiacs, and the dairy intolerant. But most of all, I made this ebook for the girls who stress about food around the festive season. I hope Hope that this ebook brings more joy, deliciousness, and fun to your summer. You can purchase your copy today through the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. Ruby, I'd love to know what the most common misconception is you've had from your clients about whether that's about fertility, periods in general, or maybe endometriosis. I'm going to say two things. The first is regarding endometriosis that endometriosis has no cure. Now, it's a, it's a very delicate subject, so I'm going to, I'm hoping I want to approach it very lightly. Endometriosis doesn't have a cure, but also a lot of other illnesses and conditions doesn't have a cure. And I specifically, personally, I'm not looking for a cure because a cure for me means that we're going to take some kind of a magic pill or something and all will be well, like everything will disappear. And it doesn't work like that. So there may not be a cure, but I completely believe in healing. But a lot of women, when they hear there is no cure, it just it gets them so in a spiral of I have like I have this illness and I have no cure now I have to live with this condition my whole life and I'm just in pain daily and it's just hard and I suffer and I completely understand that because I was in that specific place but the fact that it doesn't have a cure does not, not does not mean you cannot heal does not mean you have to live with the pain daily because you don't have to. I, I see it every day. You can heal your symptoms. You can heal your pain. You can heal. You can be pain and symptom free. You don't have to be in this constant state of suffering, which I see a lot of. 
And the, the second misconception that I'm going to touch is basically it's not about endometriosis specific. It's not about directly, but it's about weight loss. But it's linked to endometriosis because a lot of women with endometriosis are struggling with weight gain and the and the and the struggle to lose the weight. And there is also what's called endo belly, which makes a woman look like she's like between like six months pregnant and it's only because of the all the symptoms and the inflammation and the bloat everything it's causing the the abdomen to bloat so much but I just want to say that weight gain in general and specifically with endometriosis is also another symptom is also something that is directly linked to a condition a lot of women or people in general consider weight gain is something separate is something that okay i have endometriosis but i also have this weight that i want to lose and it's two separate things but it's not because as i look at a person everything is connected and everything is also saying something because our body always talks to us and weight gain is also one of the forms that is the body uses to communicate and it's it's not separate from whatever struggle or condition that you're struggling with everything is connected and a lot of the times i know specifically for me and for my clients toxins are stuck in our fat tissues and that is why we gain the weight and that is why a lot of women are struggling to lose the weight or to keep the weight after they lost it and it's because it's not because you're eating stuff that you shouldn't eat that there are just fattening things or stuff like that. No, it's because most of the time it's toxins that you need to understand how to how to detox your body in a way that will make it go away and stay gone. I know about myself because I lost about 36 pounds in four months when I finally understood what it is I need to do. It's 36 pounds worth of toxins you understand mm -hmm. so once i did that i lost the weight also all my symptoms went went away with it that's because i eliminated everything that was building up inside the body all the toxins that have been accumulated in the body and that is what also causes of a, a lot of um, the pain and the symptoms and all the conditions that we're struggling mm -hmm. with so i guess you're saying well for the first one i think it's really great because it can be disempowering to think that you've got something that doesn't have a cure so I guess there's not necessarily a cure but it doesn't mean yes. that there's no hope and it doesn't mean that you can't get rid of your symptoms um and like you said just then in terms of the second misconception Definitely. um it's important to to look at your body holistically and just because you have one one issue with your body doesn't mean that it's not related to other things going on and it's really important to listen to our body no matter what yes completely yes so I'd love for you to chat about our monthly report card or our period, a.k.a. <laughs> How can we learn from our period? Okay. So our period, like you said, is our monthly report card. It comes every month. For most of us, it, it needs to come every month. And it's, like I said before, it's a form of communication that your body is using to communicate with you. And in my opinion, it it's one of the most like beautiful experiences you, you ever have with your body. So your period 
from our period, we can diagnose ourselves so, so much. And actually, I really don't know how and why doctors don't do that because you can get so many answers. You know, how many days uh, your period arrives, if it's between 27 to 29 days, if it's 25, if it's more than 30, this... Um, the normal is should be between 27 to 29. So if it's less or if it's more, everything says something else. But this is one way. And also how many days you bleed. You should bleed between 3 to 7 days if you bleed less, if you bleed more. The color of your, uh, of your blood. Also, if you're spotting before, if you're spotting after, if you have symptoms attached to your periods such as like headaches or migraines or back pains or breakouts everything everything is a form of communication that we that um, we can diagnose ourselves with or also if you have blood clots so you wanna you want to get your period to be as healthy as possible because that's also as I said it's a symptom it tells you that something is out of balance if it's not, uh, a regular cycle or if, if it's a short a short period or if it's too heavy or anything is saying something and you want to get it you want it to have to be as normal as possible and the good thing about it when I say it's a monthly it's a monthly report card it means that every month you get a do-over every change you will make every um, change in diet or in your stress level or anything you do is you're, you're giving your, um, the, your body the opportunity to correct itself, to return it back to normal. So every month you will see a change. You will see if you're in the right direction. So it's quite remarkable because I, again, on myself and on my clients, every month when I think it can get better, it keeps getting better and better. You will have your your, your period should come with no pain at all. I know some say that it's normal to have a mild pain on the first or second day, but I say you shouldn't have no pain at all. Maybe just a bit of like a sensation, a discomfort, but no pain, no cramps, no breakouts, definitely no headaches, no back aches, no nothing. It shouldn't it shouldn't cause you to stay in bed all day and not be able to move and all that, all the stories and the witness, what I witness. It shouldn't be like that. And again, it's a symptom that your body is telling you, I need help. Help me correct myself. Help me restore it back to, to what I'm supposed to be healthy, painless. And what would you say for people who are experiencing a lot of those symptoms? What do you think is the first thing they need to do? Is there a particular source that you like to look at? Um, honestly, no source. I would advise on two things. First is exercise. Now, I'm not going to say we don't need no hardcore exercise or like completely working ourselves and getting ourselves so tired and working so hard we don't need that we just need to move our bodies especially if we're used to sitting all day whether it's in our office or in, at home we have to move our body because when you move your body your blood flows 
much better and your metabolism works much better. And those two things are really, really important because your metabolism, you want it to work as optimally as possible because this is how your body is, is a form of detoxing. When your metabolism works well and as best as it could, it's a form of detox. And when the body flows, when you help your body flow with the extra size, that's helping if if anything is stuck, if there is a stagnation or a congestion in the blood, you start to get the, the, the blood flowing. So everything starts to, to relax, to open, to flow. So how, how, how will you know if you need to... To, make, to do any form of exercise, which I possibly um, most of us do, but um, one symptom is if you have blood clots. Like I know a lot of us have during our period, blood clots, it means it's a stuck blood, stuck blood that doesn't move. Or if you have a very dark color of bleeding, or if you spot um, like brownish before, your period start that those are signs of stuckness of uh, stagnation of congestion in the blood and you have to get your body moving um, even on if possible on a daily basis but just something that something light like even walking or yoga something very very light it doesn't have to be hardcore or pilates or stuff like that something that makes you like fun enjoy enjoyable. So the first is exercise, which I think is really important to move the body. And the second, again, is about the food we eat. And it's not the food we eat specifically for endometriosis or period pain or infertility, because as I said, the body has the ability to heal itself. The body knows what it needs to do. We just have to allow it. It means when you eat food that is light and nourishing for the body, Again, you give the body what it needs without taking much in return in digestive energy. Then your body has the energy to heal. And what it does, it starts to detoxing, start to eliminate everything that doesn't belong in the body out of the body. That's all we need to do. But when it's busy digesting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time, it has no time or energy to heal, to detox, to eliminate. So that is why we want to focus on things that are light, but also nourishing. So again, if someone suffers from period pain or any cramps or all the symptoms that we mentioned, just take it easy on the animal products, stick to alkaline food, especially for women with pain, and increase your intake of fresh fruits and vegetables. I love that. I feel like they're such good tips and I think that they really encompass everything that you've spoken about today. Um, I have one last segment, which is quick cues. So there are a few random questions just for fun and you need to just choose whatever comes to your head first. <laughs> okay. So juice or smoothie? Oh, tough one. Both. I drink them both every day. <laughs> okay. I'll let you get away with that one. <laughs> Brunch date or dinner date? Brunch. And what is your favorite season? Um, summer. I love this one. Same. Love summer. Beautiful, Ruby. Thank you so, so much for chatting with us today. Where can people find you for more? Well, um, my Instagram is where I actually, most of the time I spend there. It's Ruby Ben Health. 
And I have a Facebook group called Healing From Within, which is about a, a lot more intimate. I do a lot of lives and tips there, and uh, so everyone can join, just request to join. And if anyone is interested about understanding really how the body works in general, not necessarily about any specific condition, but just the foundation, I wrote an ebook called um, Heal Thyself which really explain in depth um, what I spoke about here and how the body works and how to actually support it in healing. And it's it's really an amazing book. It will give like such an amazing insight. Um, so you can find it on my Instagram. Amazing. I'll link all of those below. Ruby, thank you so much for chatting with us. I can't wait to see more. Thank you so much, Emma. And that wraps up another episode on The Real Health Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this chat with Ruby. If you'd like to see or hear more from me, then pop over to my Instagram at Health, And we also have an Instagram for the podcast, which is at Real Health Podcast. If you'd like to purchase my ebook, the link is in the show notes below. As always, until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.